Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside the crew we have this morning, which is Chris Embry. we got Gary Love. we got, of course, behind the glass, we have my man Brandon Bishop. So we've got a full house this morning. And, of course, we have plenty to talk about. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz every Sunday from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. Talking all things in the world of sports. We're a weekend, week recap type show. So we're on Sunday mornings. There's always action on Saturdays. So we have the opportunity to once a week convene and do a recap of everything in the world of sports. The cool thing about a Sunday morning sports show is big games on Saturday. Louisville, Kentucky yesterday. You know, you may listen to some post-game show that night, but we're on the next morning. We get a chance, an opportunity to recap it, a little bit of reflection. You know, one of my earliest memories as a sports fan was uh, watching the sports reporters on ESPN with my father. I remember that. Okay. Dick Schaap. You know, a lot of the, who wrote uh, Tuesdays with Maury? Uh, What's his name? Um, I forget his name, but uh, you guys know the sports reporters. Absolutely. They would all get together and they'd do a recap. I think Bob Ryan was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'd have a bunch of these sports reporters sitting around on a Sunday morning and recapping everything in the world of sports. Obviously, we're not doing video, so not the exact same format, but somewhat similar. And we have somewhat of a, a combat sports theme, too, to the show, which we're very proud of. And that gives us an opportunity to recap everything that happened the day before and that, too. So the majority of big fights are on, on Saturday nights. We get to talk about that on Sunday morning. Before we jump into everything we're going to talk about this morning, I want to give a shout-out to the sponsor of the Weekend Sports Buzz. We have Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Louisville Combat Academy has the most active MMA fighters at any gym in the state of Kentucky. As of right now, they have Lingo and Jacob Pierce fighting on the card Saturday, February 1st. Brandon, is that accurate? Any more than that? Uh, As far as I know, that's it right now, but we're looking to get some more. Hoping to get an opponent for for Josh Ferguson. Arguably one of the more successful MMA fighters out of the entire state is looking to make a, a return potentially on this Hard Rock card February 1st in Shepherdsville. So shout out to HRMMA. I think there was a basketball game yesterday. Yeah, that was a nice little rivalry game yesterday. It was, and it was an overtime game. It was a good game. First uh, overtime game since 83. Oh, wow. Since the dream game. Yep. Since the dream game. Yep. And, you know, it was a little – I was a little worried right there because uh, foul trouble was really uh, hitting Kentucky. With and, the big guys in particular. Yes. Absolutely. And um, it, it turned out to be a really uh, entertaining game. I mean, uh, what do you think, Gary, about the um, <clears throat> the, the shutting down of Jordan Ora? Yeah, Jordan Ora was the – did the biggest – disappearing act yesterday uh as he usually does in big games uh him and ryan mcmahon are averaging 30 a game combined and they they both combined yesterday for 12 points yeah i seen that uh, you had a list there of um yeah i kind of do a little bit of research on saturday nights and through the week so i don't look like an idiot on the radio but uh usually i mean 
I looked at I looked up Jordan Orr because they talk about how he disappears in games, and I'm like, well, let me see. Louisville after yesterday has played three top fifty teams, so I looked up his stats against teams that that they that they've played in the top fifty, and this is where he stands. Michigan nine out of twenty three, one out of five threes. Texas Tech four out of sixteen. Ora in particular. Nor, Jordan Ora one out of seven threes. UK two out of ten, one out of six three pointers. Okay. So, oh, he clearly <clears throat> the the Louisville team yesterday clearly played better with Wara on the bench. That's crazy to think. Baby. Okay, no question about that. He played thirty nine minutes. He was two of ten from the field. He had eight points, and he just looked like he was. I don't know. Logic. I, I'm not real familiar with everything. Maybe he was on crack. I don't. You know, I don't know what he was. <laughs> you know, he was not feeling it. Yeah. Right? You could look at him when he go to the free throw line, or you know, Wara was not. He was not in a good place mentally. He was three for six from the line, one for six from the three point line. Once again, two for ten overall from the field. Now, when you say crack, yeah, I'm. I'm. Thinking, I think it's a version of cocaine that's that's cooked with. I was yeah. thinking you were re- referring to Kentucky's defense because I think you have to really give them credit for for shutting him down. But uh, you're onto something, you know. He I don't know that his, he was on crack. I mean, well, you never know. You, no, the, the the job Emmanuel quickly and Keon Brooks did on Jordan Nora, they gave him no open looks. He hit the three in overtime. I think he did hit three. one three. I was yeah. yeah. It was a big three. It was. And and I remember thinking, man, what a redemption story. Amazing to start overtime. They started with a a beautiful and one. So Louisville was up 3-0 at the beginning of overtime. Yeah. Yeah, by Dwayne Sutton. He played a really good game. Man, Sutton's easy to like because he always hustles. He had 10 rebounds, 14 points. Full disclosure, I predicted on the air last week Louisville would not only win this game, they would win by 12. I was dead wrong. Obviously. So, yeah. for some reason, my gut said Louisville would win. I don't know, man. I tried to trust my gut, and, and it was wrong. It was an exciting game, though. It wasn't like they just got blown out. I know they ended up losing by eight. You know, I had Kentucky 62-54. It ended up being eight, but okay, way too little points. Still, you were accurate. You know, in the first half, at halftime, I was like, there's no way these teams are going to get anywhere close to 80. Because they would struggle right. the first it was half. 20 they something. It was 32 to 24. Pretty ugly. Oh, and it was, yeah. I mean, no, neither team could hit anything. And the officials decided they wanted that everybody was there to see them. Was there just, was a was lot crazy. of, yeah. I, I, I would counter that with there's a fine line between Kentucky going into a game. If I'm the coach of Kentucky and we're playing at Rupp, I'm like, yeah, be as aggressive as you want, right? Be as aggressive, be super aggressive in this game. Then they start calling fouls. So I'm going to say, I know it seems like Kentucky fans are are saying to me the refs were out to get Kentucky. Is that the consensus? Oh, no. No, no. Wait, That's wait. what I've heard. No. It was. Because they, they were whistled for a lot of fouls early and often, and fouls did impact the flow of that game. But I think they were fouls. I don't think. That's what I mean. I'm not saying every single one was perfect either way, but. I think they did ruin the. The flow was the flow. Kentucky got up twelve and were called for eight out of the next nine fouls, mm-hmm. and then that's when Louisville got back into the game. I think they ruined the flow just by for Kentucky certainly. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. just just I can see where Kentucky yeah. would say that. And then and then Calipari gets a technical on the other end of the court, 
when the official, the trolling official, is supposed to be watching this, and he's just looking straight over Cal, waiting for him to get out of the box. Grant, he was out of the box. Every coach is out of the box during the game. Yeah. But why are you focused? I can understand if he was on that end of the court and he was affecting the play. College basketball is so interesting because there's such a spotlight on all the coaches. Cal, Mac, but, but to a larger degree, Cal. Mm-hmm. Or Rick Patino when he was there. That's right. Or Coach K or Bayheim or whoever it is. There's such a spotlight on that coach mm-hmm. to where if they start getting a little a little chippy with the refs, it's just a matter of time. They could call a tech. They may not. Uh, but the, the cameras are always zoomed in on that coach. So the people watching it are like, wow, this is uh, – I, I said right before the tech, or a few minutes before, a few possessions before, I was like – I bet Cal's going to get a tech here because they were having a bunch of, you know, there were some foul calls and there was this and there was that. So once again, we encourage you to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, which is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man Tyler is on the line with us. What do you have for us this morning, Tyler? Hey, buddy. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for calling. I'm glad to see you actually made it to your show this morning after your 12-point prediction. That was absolutely terrible. I don't ever not show up for a show. <laughs> well, I just got a few things to say. Just a few. Uh, you know, it's a full paper list, but I'll pick a few. First off, if you brought up Mac before I came on, after his post-game press conference, or during his day, one of his comments that you know, stood out was, they don't really run much. Oh, that's funny. Then why can't you just stop it if we don't run much? Exactly. <laughs> Chris Mack cannot coach again in big games. Texas Tech, he sucked. He, yes, he did decent against Michigan, but Michigan has been nobody since the NIT. He sucked last year. Chris Mack is an overrated coach, and I love it. I hope he stays there as long as Mr. Tino did. It, it appeared that, that Mack was out coached yesterday. I'm not done. I got a list. Okay, uh, go on. Zero media fans. Need a reality check. Every time we come into a game, it's, oh, you pace this or that, but we, we can definitely beat them. We're the better team. I listened to all these radio shows all week. We're the better team. We have the better players. Your best player got locked down. It wasn't because he had a bad game. He got locked down. He made one shot at the end of the game. That was a good shot. That was showing his talent. He got locked down. Louisville media and Louisville fans need to realize Kentucky is a better program top to bottom, including football that you all think that you're Alabama. Next point. Richards was the difference. Yes, Stephen Enoch is a future pro, and he went and played great. But anytime Nick Richards was in the game, it was a completely different ball game. Louisville came back when Nick Richards was on the bench due to foul troubles. On the foul troubles, they were absolutely horrible for both teams. This was the worst referee game I've watched in a long time for both sides. Anybody that tries to say it's one or the other, they're delusional and they just don't know sports. Again, Max sucks. 11-2, Kentucky under Calipari. It's not even a rivalry, Kelly. It's a straight Otis. We are your baby's daddies these days. <laughs> baby's daddies? Okay. Thank you very much for the call, Tyler. As always, we appreciate you. No problem. I, I will, I will re- re- uh, respond to that. Yes, Kentucky's a better basketball program than Louisville. They are today. <laughs> Overall, the Kentucky basketball program is. I would have said that two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10, 20 years ago. They are. Okay, we're going to head back to the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, 502-384-1450. We have our man Brian, the insider, is on the line with us. Brian, how are you this morning? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, man, I tell you, you, you know, Tyler, you might want to see if you can get some of the drugs Nora's on 
Because I think Tyler might, might need to settle down a little bit. Uh, he sure got jacked up there. Um, man, I, the lockdown part on Nora, I couldn't disagree more. Did, was Kentucky playing defense when we shot foul shots? Uh, you know, so uh, first of all, that's not how I want to do it. Congratulations to Kentucky. Um, they did get out coached. I, I think I heard him say that. So I will agree uh, that uh, Cal is a better coach than Mac at this point. From I can see, Mac has installed a nice defense, uh, but boy, I tell you, Mac. Uh, I don't know if he, Nora shared what Nora. Let's talk about Nora. I mean, he he had a look in his eyes that really was bad. And one of his foul shots, guys, I think it was his first one, barely hit the right side of the rim. So, I mean, there, there was something clearly wrong with him. But the fact that, that, that they shut him down, that wasn't the case at all. He takes horrible shots. He didn't even play – he didn't even get any offense. But, uh, but I'm going to blame Mac for that. You know, Louisville went on a 15-2 to run when Nora was on the bench. And uh, – I tell you, Mac is going to uh, really uh, – he's going to – you know, Patino had a knock on him that he wouldn't play freshman, and so he couldn't get top freshman. Hell, nor, uh, Mac's going to have the same problem because he's not playing as freshman at all. David Johnson, I mean, I don't know why he didn't get in. Ryan McMahon sucks. Yep. Okay, let's, let's just be – I mean, he should – he plays the whole game. I think, I think Mac thinks he's Pistol Pete or something. Uh, but uh, he threw up a couple balls that were almost air balls too, completely ineffective. Uh, but I, let me take a real exception with Tyler on one thing. Louisville had the better two bigs. Uh, I like Richards fine. R- Richards, it, I wouldn't take Richards over Malik Williams or Ennick. And, and, and why Mac couldn't play them both together, once again, nod to Cal. He had both uh, Richards in and E.J. Montgomery most of the game. And, and Mac didn't play both of his best. The, those are the, Louisville's two best guys on their team, or their two big guys, in my opinion. Malik Williams and Anik are the two best players in their position. And, but, but they only get to play when the other one gets in foul trouble or gets tired. He never plays them together. So I don't understand that. Uh, so I, I, think, uh, I think Louisville did not play to their strengths at all. It was a good game to watch. Another thing I'll disagree with Tyler. Uh, I actually didn't think the uh, – the, uh, there were missed calls on both sides, but I actually thought for the first time in a long time, uh, a Louisville-Kentucky game, especially in Rupp, was fair, called fairly accurate. So I guess Tyler didn't like the, fa- the fact that Kentucky had the same number of fouls that Louisville did, which I could see where he would want the typical deal, which is 3-1. to one. Or as in the women's game, I think it was 24-2. to two. But uh, um but Mac, Mac, I'm really concerned with Mac, guys, uh, because he he doesn't seem to realize uh, the personnel he has. I'd like to see uh, Nickelberry play. The, the, the pre- they brought in six freshmen this year. And uh, I know Sam Williamson got in foul trouble, but he didn't foul out. He didn't get to play much. You know, him and, the, him and uh, uh, who was the guy for uh, the 27 for Kentucky? Uh, um, um, Tyrese Maxey. Maxie, who played a great game. Um, star of the game. You know, Williamson played him. I'm sorry? He's the star of the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He had a great game. I thought he played great. He's And it's looking like he's just a big game kind of player, which is great for Kentucky. Um, but, you know, Sam Williamson played against him quite a few times in high school and, and held his own. 
Now, he was the player of the year in, in Tennessee or in Texas, but uh, as we know, Sam Williamson was a McDonald All-American. So, I mean, they, they were fairly competitive. Williamson didn't even get to play. So, I, I don't – you know, I know he got the three fouls, but as I said, he didn't foul out, didn't play at all. Why David Johnson didn't play, you know, all we heard about all summer was how great he was. you got to tell me that he's better than Ryan McMahon. So, uh, but hats off. Cal is an amazing record. Uh, and uh, really outcoached, I think, I think the story of the game, I thought, and I still think Louisville's got a better team this year than Kentucky. I don't think they will next year, but they do this year. And it uh, doesn't bode well for Mac and Louisville if they can't win this year. Uh, and even with the foul shooting, they were able to get it to overtime. But you're not going to win any games when you shoot less than 50%. And, and how about the foul shooting for Kentucky? How about Quigley? My God, I never saw a guy close his eyes for so long, but he didn't hit rim at all. And what I think he's like 35 at 37 for the year. So very impressive foul shooting by Kentucky. Uh, but uh, hats off to that. Hey, I wanted, I wanted to also talk about the uh, – I thought that was a real good Ohio State um, game yesterday with Clemson. And it was surprising that uh, – the Buckeyes, I thought, blew it. I thought they had that game in control, but it didn't bode well for them when they could not get anything more than three points uh, every time they got in the red zone early in the first half. So uh, I, I had a feeling that was going to bite them, and it did. So, man, we're setting up a really nice national championship game between LSU and Clemson. My question is, who's favored in that game? I guess you got to go with Clemson. How about you? Hey, uh, let me interrupt you for a minute, Brian. It's, it's crazy that the line came out last night. LSU was favored by three, and now it's it's been moved up to five and a half. LSU. Wow, isn't that <laughs> crazy? Clemson? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, wow, and I think that's too many points. It, it, it's it's, a, it's many a lot points. of points for a championship game. I agree. But how good is Joe Burrows? And and you know and and how excited should I'm a Bengals fan. I live in Ohio. I mean, I, you got to be kidding me. He gets to go from tiger stripes to Bengal stripes. Uh, I don't know that that's such a great deal for old Joe. He gets to come back to Ohio, but uh, my God, he uh, he might need to make sure his head's firmly attached to his shoulders because it may get knocked off next year when he plays for the Bengals. But uh, eight touchdowns and probably could have had a lot more, but they just completely and and I said it all year, guys. I don't think I don't know you know who, who I thought should have got in over Oklahoma, but there was no way Oklahoma was in the same league as these other three teams. And would have got blown out by by either Clemson or Ohio State. They just didn't. They just didn't have the same. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Hey guys, sad note. This Walter McCarty deal. I tell you what. That, he you talk about the Louisville Kentucky rivalry. I don't think there was a, a a a more liked guy on both sides of the rivalry than Walter McCarty. So I'm hoping that these uh, allegations uh, do not. You know, or he gets the help he needs. Kind of starting to sound a little bit like Winston Bennett's situation. Uh, you know, where he had uh, some issues. I don't know, Gary. Have you heard any more on what the allegations are, or what how serious they are? No, all they're saying is it's it's a, it's being investigated by a national law firm. So it's a big time. The Title X. It's, ti- it's Title Nine. I'm sorry, Title but Nine. They just uh, they're not giving any details out. So everybody assumes that he was having inappropriate relationships with a, a co-ed student. Right, right. Which, I mean, if it's a legal adult, there's worse things. Now, Not I'm, I understand if he's getting in trouble, it's against the rules. Right. But it doesn't mean I think Walter McCarty's a bad guy. Let's right. just brush it under well, the rug and let him keep coaching. 
I don't care. Yeah, and we haven't heard Walter McCarty's side of this either. So, I mean, exactly. uh, you know, anybody can uh, file allegations and, uh, uh, you know, and that's and that's fair. But uh, that doesn't mean Walter McCarty's guilty at all. And I'm hoping he's not. Or if he is guilty and has a problem, I hope he gets the help he needs so he can continue his coaching career because I think he was a budding star. The, the way he connected with the players uh, seemed to be uh, as special. So, hey, and guys. Uh, and once again, congratulations to Kentucky. Uh, I, I really say congratulations to Coach Calipari because he, he in my opinion, he clearly outcoached Mac. And uh, but how nice was it to see Danny and uh, Joe B. Hall sitting together at the game? Yes. And uh, it, that 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 showed that it's you know it's a you know it doesn't have to be so much hate filled into it. And I, I thought that was great. So that's all I've got, guys. Uh, but I, I, I tell you. Got serious concerns about about Coach Mack, uh, his coaching ability. He does coach good defense. I thought there was good defense played uh, in the game, and it it kept uh, it kept the game close. But uh, uh, he's got to look down the bench, and 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 I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if we have some of those six guys transfer that came in this year. And and the guy on top of the list that I would be very concerned about is David Johnson. And maybe even Sam Williamson, but if that's not all the more you can play over Ryan McMahon and, and, and a fifth-year transfer, then I, I'm telling you, I'm going to say it first on this show: expect a couple transfers out because Coach Mack doesn't realize. I think Nickelberry could have got in and helped. He's six-four. He's got great athleticism, and it's time to get these guys some experience. But not to get on the court at all, I think, is a real, uh, real black mark against. Coach Mack. So, congratulations, Kentucky. Hopefully, both programs can win their bowl games. That's coming up. I think Louisville plays tomorrow and then Kentucky on Tuesday. So, thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. Great stuff there from our man Brian, the insider, as always. One thing I do want to note, and there's a lot to unravel from that call. Final stats. Anyone want to guess as to total fouls called against Louisville? 25. Okay. Total fouls called against Kentucky? 22. Okay. And the thing is, is it was it was called right down the middle because it was twenty three twenty two. Then Louisville had a foul, Maxie, and quickly at the end of the game to try to get him to miss a free throw. Oh yeah. So I have no issue with the way the game was called. I think <clears> Kentucky fight, won. The bottom line is Kentucky won. Yeah, you just it, despite having foul trouble early because those fouls, a lot of them were early, particularly <laughs> with their big men like Richards. Yeah. You know, and, and then Sestina came in and, you know. So, I mean, Kentucky won the game. Yeah. And they were on a two-game losing streak. They were 19, I think, in the country. Kentucky won the game at Rupp. Yeah. And, and Cal has continued his dominance over Louisville since he's came to Lexington. Yeah. Really, I mean, we could about leave it there. Yeah. But that's really what it is. <laughs> the guys who stepped up and played really big that I was very impressed with, <laughs> Emmanuel quickly, my God, eight for eight from the line. Yeah. Eight for eight from the line. And 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 Brian mentioned it, but, man, he closes his eyes. Yep. Do you guys see that? Yeah. Yep. He, he closes his eyes, and he looks like he's a little nervous, but apparently he's not, right? I I, I love yeah. the – college basketball is so cool, man. You yeah. get to sit and watch it. It's not, not very often that I sit and watch an entire game, but I watch that entire game, and, I mean, what a, a, a nice reminder of what's so great about college basketball. And, you know, Kentucky's just outside the top ten in the nation in free throw shooting. How are they not number one? What do they shoot, 94%, 95%? I think or? they shoot 75 as a team. No way. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, 
total as a team? I thought it was more than that. Uh-uh. I think that they're one of the top in the country, but I'll bring it up here. Yeah. We'll see. Well, um, <clears throat> you got to think, too, this game, uh, Louisville had 10 days to practice. Uh, is that a good strategy or a bad strategy? I think it's way too long to have your team uh, off the court playing a real game. Um, and then, Gary, didn't you say they were practicing at the Louisville uh, practice facility? This, this was what, what was crazy. <clears throat> I don't understand why they did this. They practiced yesterday on campus, UofL did, and didn't get to Rupp Arena until one thirty yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, Why? Well, it's a hour drive or whatever, so I mean it's not that far. It's not, but do you want your kids on a bus for an hour and a half before you got to go play this big rivalry game? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. Is an hour and a half bus ride that big of a deal? If they would have won, then it would have been worked. I don't know. I don't know. We, you yeah, can always, I mean, you know, in hindsight, poke holes in anything. Yeah. Kentucky won, um, and it's seventy nine percent now. Kentucky shoots from the free throw line. So yeah, one of the tops in the country. Mm-hmm. Brian mentioned the Louisville recruits, the freshmen. Uh, all we heard all summer was Super Six and how great these guys are. Uh, Not playing. I, I don't understand that. I mean, of course they're overhyped now that we see this, but. How much of this falls on Mike not playing them enough uh, to get them ready? I mean, it seems like why are you holding – some of these guys should have been playing. David Johnson uh, absolutely should have played. One of the biggest offseason stories was that Wara came back for this team. Let's not forget. Preseason, right. Wara coming back. He could be in the NBA right now if yep. he was hell-bent on it. I don't know that he'd be doing real well. I don't think he would personally, but Wara came back. So, you have that guy come back, you're almost – you know, mortgaged into you got to play him, right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah, if your team goes on a big run and he's physically large and you think, well, he should be at least be able to play good defense. And then he comes in and jacks up the dumbest three I've ever seen in my life at a very important moment of the game. I, wh- I'm not impressed this morning with Wara at all. As far as I'm concerned, bench him the rest of the season. Uh, Brian also made a, a good point about um, Malik Williams and Enoch. Those two guys need to be on the floor in the starting lineup. Sure. I don't understand. Of course you need a guy to back those guys, but you got to have your best players out there. Williams is talented, and I, I don't <clears> completely <throat> just – I don't know that Williams is better than, like, Nick Richards or something, you know, for example. But he's he's versatile, you know. He, he He's a, a, a valuable skill set. I'd put him in the similar rankings. Enoch is a very valuable uh, college player. He may make an NBA roster at some point. And he had some nice, like, hook shots. Yeah. Uh, uh, he had some offense in the post. Yeah. I think he had nine points and seven rebounds yesterday, four out of nine from the field. Okay. Um, thing about Williams, though, if you go back and watch the game closely, Nick Richards was abusing him inside. When every time Enoch went out when he was in foul trouble also, they went to they went to Nick Richards. He, he'd either get a rebound over him. He'd have a putback. He had the hook shot. And I'm just – I mean – You'd have to do it inside out. Malik Williams can actually shoot the ball really well. Yeah, that's what but I mean. He has he a different guard, skill set, yeah, not, not just like a four guy. or five. Right. He's more like a three. Yeah. He's like E.J. Montgomery. Okay. He can't guard a post. But see, if if those two played together, I mean, if you had Malik Williams and Enoch playing together, I think Richards would actually be guarding Enoch, and that would free up – I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that. That's Chris Mack's deal. But, uh, you know, and then – 
we didn't really hit on what uh, Tyler, I think it was the color Tyler. Yeah. Tyler, yeah. Uh, he said um, he said a lot of stuff, and then he, he tweeted at us <laughs> that he was smoking marijuana while he called in, which I think is illegal. Oh, okay. I don't know, but he tweeted out that he had been smoking marijuana prior to his call. I'm not familiar with all that, but, yeah, that's what Tyler tweeted to us. Couldn't believe it. Go on. Uh, he had brought up that Chris Mack had mentioned that Calipari don't run set plays. And then he prefaced it by saying no disrespect and then goes on to say that knowing it's a shot at Calipari. Um, he's right, though. If 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 you can't stop um, Kentucky and win, I would never say that. That makes you actually look worse as a coach, as Chris Mack, because if they didn't run set plays, you have no excuse. No. At the end of the day <laughs> – <laughs> At the end of the day, Cal is evaluated based on based on <clears throat> wins and losses, okay? Right? Yeah, and yeah. the rivalry. The rivalry is a big part of that, and that's kind of what I'm getting to. So I just John I, Calipari is being evaluated based on what he does in this rivalry in large part. Winning titles is important too, but he's dominated the rivalry. Yeah. So to continually say he's a, a bad in-game coach, I, I, I've said it and I'll always say it, I believe. Is I, I disagree with that. I don't think he's – now, he's only won one title, and he's been there how many years? This is his 11th year. Okay, and he's only won one title, so. Uh, what what makes me laugh, though, is Chris Mack said no disrespect, but they don't run anything. And then he goes on to say the three to four sets they ran in that one play that he was talking about. Right after. I thought that, yeah, right after he said that. I'm like, I thought they didn't run anything. You just called out three plays they ran. Ren, r- what does run, running a set play mean? It means you know who's going to shoot the, the like, ball before before you, yeah. you, you bring it up? Or like an out-of-bounds play. Yeah. yeah, but what I mean is there's every play, every offense, anyone who's ever played basketball, you know every offense has variables in it. Yep. And That's so depending right. on the defensive energy, you, you adjust and you mm-hmm. hit the open man. If there's a wide-open guy, yeah, you're not going to have the one guy shoot it. You got to adjust on the fly, and that's what that's what what basketball is. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head to the buzz line now, where I may be wrong, but I believe we have Daryl Ray on the line with us. Daryl, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I watched that game. It what was you, awesome. You're a big basketball fan, Daryl. What are your thoughts on the game? Well, first off, I thought it went into overtime in the last minute. Louisville's players coughed it up. You can't coach that. I mean, players play, coaches coach, or he wouldn't have been in overtime in the first place sure. in the U.K. Sure. And you got your three points out there on the three line just standing there watching the power forward and center work. How are you going to win games like that? You can't. Okay. So, so maybe they need to work on some not only – uh, better ball movement for Louisville, but also moving without the ball, which you and I, Daryl, both know is so important in basketball. you got to move without the ball. Well, you can't just win with two bigs or LeBron would have ten championships. you got to have a Dwayne Wade to get cut to the basket. I mean, you're going to stand at the three-point line. That's fun and all, but you got to be able to dunk that. Okay. Daryl, I appreciate your call, man. Um I know you're a big basketball fan. You always have been. I actually was fortunate I was able to play a little bit of basketball with you myself. Um, any other thoughts you have for us this morning, Daryl? Yeah, I mean, like, bashing Louisville with the L on the forehead is all good and everything, but, I mean, they played a great game. 
They did. It went into overtime. You, you're right, Daryl. Uh, Gary, you mentioned it. This is the first time the rivalry game has went to overtime since the game started in 83, or started back, the rival, the dream game back in 83. So uh, I'm with you, Daryl. Uh, rivals will always take little jabs at each other, but you can't complain. I was saying during the game and after the game and this morning, hell of a game. It went into overtime for the sake of the weekend sports buzz. Great game. Yeah. Well, I love I it. Mean, they were tied in the final minute over time. It's just UK's players stepped up. You can't coach that. That's just pure heart. That's a good point. Yeah, 100%. Kentucky finished the game on a 13-2 to run. That's pretty Yeah, good. if it was at home for Louisville, Louisville would have stepped up and won. But home field advantage really matters, man. Everyone knows that in any sport. Yep. Certainly. Daryl, do you have any big fight news coming up for us? You're going to fight soon? Yeah, I'm going to do the BMF with Jimmy Sandlin. He ain't going to say no, or he'd have said no already. He commented on the post already with his eyes all big. He's uh, he's sitting there. He thinks about me every day. You know that. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Well, Daryl, we certainly appreciate your call. As always, we got to get you back in here on the Weekend Sports Buzz sometime soon, also on the Kelly Patrick Show sometime soon. Daryl, thank you very much. Before we let you go, anything else? You want to chime in on, Daryl? Uh, to all the fans, you know, I give them a big flop out with the cock out, and then all the haters, they can lick my butthole. <laughs> okay. What the? Uh, Daryl, thank Darryl. you very much. Good stuff, as always, from our man Daryl Ray. I was not expecting, Brandon, a Daryl Ray call this morning. And we didn't have to dump anything there. I, I had my finger on the trigger. Yeah, that was nothing illegal was said. I, you was, know. I was looking to you for approval. No, like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a clear, frantic dump, dump. I start yelling. When I know that we have to dump something, I start yelling dump. Instead, <laughs> instead he gave a massive thumbs up on that one. Yeah, that, that was fine. You know, you're not, That wasn't anything illegal. So we appreciate the call, Daryl Ray. In all seriousness, he's a Kentuckian. Mm-hmm. And what that means is you're a basketball fan. Everybody here locally. You know what's interesting is me doing the MMA and the combat sports stuff. The reason I can really get away with that on the radio is because, first and foremost, I am a basketball fan. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing basketball. When I was in, like, sixth grade, seventh grade, you ask me, what are you going to be when you grow up? Look you dead in the eye and say, I'm going to the NBA. (laughs) Okay? So basketball was my first love. So that's kind of how the integration into combat sports into the regular sports radio really works is it doesn't really work with the crossover appeal here locally. If you're not a basketball fan, you got to have some basis in basketball and also football. We're going to head to a break. I appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Might as well announce it. I just saw Bruce Ferguson Sr. Brandon, did you see this? No, I haven't. Bruce Ferguson Sr. just announced on his Facebook feed, Josh Ferguson has an opponent. He Uh didn't announce who it is. So Louisville Combat Academy has not one, not two, but three fighters who will be fighting on this HR MMA card Saturday, February 1st in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, about a month from now. Okay. So Josh Ferguson, man, he, wow. I mean, talk about a guy who's had big wins. He's had some big wins in the UFC. Okay. That doesn't. That doesn't really exist in Kentucky. We are Kentucky MMA, and don't get me wrong, I love it. But not many of our guys have had big wins in the UFC. Right? Am I wrong, Brandon? Uh, No, I can't really think of too many. Josh Ferguson has highlight reel stuff from the UFC, okay? He's making his return. He's only 31. It's crazy. You look at it. He hasn't fought in almost seven years. He got going real early in his life. Taz. Yep. Okay. So if you want to see a big MMA show locally, show up at the Parakeet Convention Center in Shepherdsville, Saturday, February 1st, 2020. Jacob Pierce will be fighting. Lingo will be fighting. And now Josh Ferguson will be fighting. Don't know who the opponent is yet. All right, we had a few callers. We had Tyler, we had Brian, and we had, of course, the legendary Del Rey. Thoughts on any of those calls? Well, I mean... Daryl Ray brought up Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade in Louisville, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make a comparison there. But Louisville does have one go-to guy. So he did have some good points. <laughs> he, he had a good point that uh, Jordan Noora cannot do it by himself. I mean, you shut that guy down, what's your second option? No, so th- I do believe that's what Daryl meant. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's one guy on Louisville's team that nobody's given props to. Uh, I'm a Kentucky fan, but I'm going to go ahead and do it for Louisville here. Uh uh, Fresh Kimball actually had a really good game against Kentucky. I mean, he had 12 points, uh, two for three from three. He got me one time. I think he kind of faked an injury at one point. I was like, <laughs> I know. right? I was like, oh, my God, his <laughs> career's over. And then and then I kind of, you know, start paying attention to some other stuff. And then the next possession, I was like, oh, that's him. He's still in there. He looks fine. Yeah. But I'm with you. Kimball is athletic. And play him all day over McMahon. I don't hate McMahon. I'd love to have him on my rec league team. But he should not be recording. How many minutes did he play for Louisville? 34. Yesterday? Yeah. Man, 28. 28. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just telling you, man, yeah. that, that that shouldn't be the case. Not for Louisville. No. You yeah. know what I mean? I, 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 yeah. I, he can shoot, but that's all he can do. He was one for seven from the field. He was one for five from the three-point land. He can, he can knock down free throws. I'll give him that. And he missed a big free throw in overtime. He went yeah. one out two. 94% free throw shooter. He missed the first one out of two. Uh, I keep hearing this from Louisville fans, too. I don't know if you hear this, Gary, but a lot of Louisville fans are saying Kentucky wants it more than Louisville, or this is Kentucky Super Bowl. Are you serious? I mean, it's a rivalry. Both teams should want it the same amount. To, yeah, to I, I, I disagree with that. Mac certainly wants this. Mac is no idiot. He right. did. I was mean, he out coached yesterday? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. But he, yes, Mac knows when you're hired 
for a job like Louisville, you circle the game against Kentucky each year. That's a big one. This this tells me how big the game was to Mac, as opposed to Calipari. You know he's he's real driven. He wants to win every game like every coach does. Louisville had ten days off to get prepared to this get prepared for this game. Right, mm-hmm. Kentucky played two games in its fan. And he sent his players home for four days, and they came back Wednesday night, Thursday morning. They had two practices before Louisville. Could you imagine, though, if the if Kentucky somehow lost that game and took a three-game losing streak? Yeah. Uh, there would be a lot of people calling for Calipari's job. Oh, yeah. It's funny how just a few points – well, it was eight, but it was really yeah. closer than that. Uh, Should have been, too. How did that – Tip in by that, Keon Brooks didn't go in yesterday. I'll never understand. Yeah. That was crazy. And if you look at it, that tech on Cal for leaving the box, that would have prevented it from going to overtime. Right? I mean, there's, there's it a – It changes the whole game. Obviously. Way. So, you can't nitpick this and that. But, um, you know, the thing is, Calipari, uh, there's not a dominant team in college basketball no. this year. Right? I mean, you've got a lot of teams that look very similar and um, – on any given night, the the top teams can lose to anybody. Once again, we are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We encourage you to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man, Blue, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Blue? Hey, Kelly, I'm ha- oh, my voice is gone. I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Hey, I swear, man. Hey, L down to Cardinal fans. I love it, man. Hey, hey, Kelly, I had a wonderful Christmas, as always. But, man, last night just topped it off, man. I was going crazy, man. Hey, let, me, let me tell you what I did. I'll make a long story short. You know, all this week, you know, the, the relatives and friends, we all together. And so when, when I pick a team, they, they know I'm not jump, jump, you know, ship like y'all say I do. I picked Louisville to win. I really did. And I based that on, on how they've been playing. How both teams have been, <coughs> excuse me, how both teams have been playing. Oh, God. Yep, so, that's all right. But anyway, we I love you. And, and I told the Louisville fans, I said, now, if y'all don't win, I said, expect to hurt you a lot of, you know, hell, you know. Man, I called the phone. I called that after the game went off, man. Nobody answered the phone. So I'm going to get out of the neighborhood and do a little walking, man, with my UK leather jacket on and, and give a hell day on Sam's and all that, man. I love it, Kelly. Hey, I knew there was one thing about Calipari I love. Man, that's no thing. He owns them. I'm going to let you go, he man. Does. But uh, I, I enjoy it. Hey, hey and, and Lord was lucky that like, y'all, y'all pointed that out. The, the tip in by Kim Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, man, gone. It wouldn't have been overtime, man. But I, I love it. I love it. And 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 then to finish it off, when Ashton got that that steal at the end of the game and just dunked it. Oh, oh yeah. man, I ran on the porch, hollering. Hey, enjoy <laughs> yourself, Kelly. Thanks, man. Go big blue. Have a happy blue year. Thanks, man. <laughs> Great stuff. Gotta love blue. I actually mentioned blue last night while watching the game. I said, you know, blue. One of his biggest criticisms for Kentucky and in particular for Cal has always been. They don't have shooters. Mm-hmm. How do you evaluate how good of a shooter someone is? I've always said it about guys like Allen Iverson. He may take off-balance shots, this and that. You can never lie when it comes to what your free throw percentage is. Iverson shot 78% from the line his entire career. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so you say he's not the best shooter. Well, he's a good shooter. Iverson's a good shooter. What can Kentucky do? 
They can hit free throws. And quickly, I cannot go on and on enough. I think one of the more lasting impressions from that game to me is quickly in his poise under pressure at the free throw line. He went eight for eight. Yeah. Uh, Whatever he's doing by closing his eyes, it works great. Do do we think he's praying or what? I I see that Pat Adams got on him yesterday because he closed his eyes. And he bounced the ball to him. He bounced the ball to him and and quickly threw it back to him. And he's like, man, come on, dude. You're holding the game up. And so, but no, I mean, whatever works, stay with it. I know what he's doing, actually. When you you don't want to look at the rim until you're ready to shoot it when you're at the free throw. Maybe that works. That's not what other people do. But I do the same thing. I don't close my eyes. But you don't want to look at the rim for too long. It can psych you out. So I think he just closes everything out until he's ready to shoot. But, yeah. uh, you know, this is the best uh, shooting uh, free throw shooting team Kentucky has had since Calipari's been there. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying he uh, recruited these guys to be the best, you know, free throw shooters, but that's how it's ended up to be this year. And that's a really good attribute for – uh, you know, the tournament that's going to be in March. So, How about Nick Richards? I mean, <clears throat> a big guy typically don't shoot free throws at a at a great clip. And he knocked down – he shoots over 70-something percent from the free throw line. And he knocked down some big free throws. The and one when Kentucky was down three. That's right. Got the rebound put back and, and, and hit the free throw. And, he, I mean, he drew, he drew 11 fouls yesterday. Yeah, that's – Against he, Louisville. That's pretty good right there. I mean, you normally don't hear numbers like that. But – no. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head back to the buzz line. We have caller Travis is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Travis? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing very well. I assume you watched the game yesterday. What are your thoughts on the big rivalry game the morning after? Say it again, uh, you're cutting out on me. I'm sorry. What do you have for us this morning, Travis? I'm doing good this morning. My my question is, is uh, from a team sports versus like a MMA single sport kind of perspective. You okay. Know, whenever you're on a team sport and, uh, you know, you got the big game that I watched last night between Louisville, Kentucky, and those guys, they missed the last-minute shot or they missed the field goals to tie the game up. Okay. Um, how how do you think it compares to a single sport to where, like, you know, if a guy's in an MMA fight, which is what I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. you know, he makes a mistake and loses the fight and it, it haunts him and he just can't get over it and he's laying awake at night, it's driving him crazy, compared to a team sport to where, you know, you're that one guy on the team that missed the the last second shot or you missed a few field goals. How do you think it compares to a team sport compared to a, a, a single sport as far as how much it bothers the athlete? Gotcha. Travis, we will address that question. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate you calling into the weekend sports buzz. Thank you very much, Travis. Have a great rest of your weekend. I would say, well, you. Yeah, know I love the it. question yeah. <clears throat> because it's different, okay? Because uh, uh, an MMA fighter like our man Brandon Bishop behind the glass over here, or a wrestler, or you know, maybe someone playing tennis or something like that, it's all on them every time, mm-hmm. okay? So you lose, and you're, you know, that when you step out there, there's fifty fifty chance you're going to win or lose, right? And it's going to be all on you one way or the other, okay? 
I think in a way you can make an argument that it's it's compounded for team sports because it affects your other teams. Yeah. yeah. If you're Jordan Wara and you just lay an egg like let's be honest he did yesterday you not only embarrass yourself and let yourself down and all the fans but everybody else on that team is impacted when you take a dumb shot well beyond the three point line that you should not have taken and it bricks you don't make it Everybody knows that there were some other variables where had you moved the ball around, could have gotten a better shot. So you screwed your teammates over. So I'm not saying team sports are better than individual sports or anything remotely close to that. I've heard uh, uh, individual sports athletes like wrestlers or fighters say they prefer it that way. So it's all on them. They kind of have definitive closure. So what do you guys think? I, I love the call. Travis, thank you very much for the call. Gary and Chris, thoughts on that call? I think I look at it like the other way. Uh in an individual sport, after you lose or whatever, it's up to yourself. You have to pick yourself up. You know, you like you said, it could just stay with you days and days and days. Now, a team sport, you've got everybody around you trying to pick you up. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, you know, getting you back into the right frame of mind. On an MMA sport, it's really up to yourself to get your get your state of mind back, back right. Well, you know, I got to say from uh... – from an MMA perspective, honestly, guys, I think it's a little bit more team sport than what people give it credit for. Oh, okay. I have heard that people, when you corner someone, it's almost more stressful than if you were actually in there fighting yourself. Sure, it can be. And, you know, I mean, we all feel like one of our teammates' loss reflects on the entirety of the team. Sure. So, although you may be in the cage by yourself, and true, all the actions that you take you know, or what's going to determine whether you win or lose. But there's a lot of teamwork that goes into that fight. And also coming out of the fight, like Gary said, um, you know, it it is up to you a lot to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But if you're surrounded by a good team, then they're there to support you as well. So um, I think it's a lot more of a team sport than people give it credit for. But there's nobody to blame for that loss but me. So that's a good love point. it. And I appreciate the yeah. call from Travis. I think that's the first time we've heard from Travis. So, mm-hmm. Travis, thank you very much for the call. I love the comparison between the combat sports and the uh, team sports. You know, that's, that's somewhat of a theme of the weekend sports buzz because yeah. we do cover both. Yeah. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We are up against the end of the first hour. We're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Gary Love, Chris Embry, Brandon Bishop, and myself, we will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 961 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. 
here at the Weekend Sports Buzz. We are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, who has the most active MMA fighters at any gym in the state of Kentucky, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have Jacob Pierce, Lingo, and per the breaking news release this morning, Josh Ferguson, who will all three be fighting on this card Saturday, February 1st, 2020 in Shepherdsville. If you want to go to an MMA show, you've never been to one, this is the one to go to. If you're in the local area, this is the show to go to. Saturday, February 1st at the Parakeet Convention Center. If you miss it, you don't like dogs. If you miss it, you don't like dogs. Okay. That's the one to go to. The the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man, Carolina Steve, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Carolina? Very tired. Oh, big day yesterday, Carolina. What do you have for us this morning? Well... I witnessed one of the greatest football games I've ever seen last night. Down 16 points and come back and win the football game. Okay. It was one where that uh, it's probably the best football game of the decade. I enjoyed watching it. I was just so hyped up afterwards. It was about 2 o'clock before I finally got to sleep. Who's the best quarterback in college football, Carolina? Yeah, do you realize those two quarterbacks were only 30 miles apart from each other, and that's the first time that they ever played against one another? Wow. <clears throat> Both of them are from the state of Georgia, and it was just uh, fantastic. Uh, the boys from uh, – Ohio State was better than I thought he was. He showed me something. But the one that I really liked was the guy who made the final interception, Nolan Turner. Okay. His father was a teammate of Dabo Sweeney's at Alabama. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Very cool little connection there. Who's going to win the national championship, Carolina? Let's cut right to it. Well... Can I finish about the story of oh, yeah. uh, Nolan Turner? Certainly. Let, let's hear about it, Carolina. He played professional football for the Eagles. It was discovered that he had Luke Gehrig's disease, ALS. Okay, wow. thought that and was a baseball Dabo fan. Dabo called, and Dabo said he called him because this was when he, he couldn't hardly speak. And he couldn't walk. And Dabo called and told him that he was going to take his son under his wing. Wow. And he did. So like a feel-good story there. I love it. And here is the thing. He was the one that was beat for the go-ahead touchdown. Dabo came up to him and said, you're going to make the interception to win the game. And he did. Love it. So a feel-good story there. With the Alabama and Clemson connections. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I, I look, everybody's going to say LSU, but little old Clemson from the hills of South Carolina is going down to New Orleans 
and the Tiger faithful will be down there. Last year, they weren't supposed to be able to stay on the same field with Alabama, and they beat them. I look for Clemson to make it 30-0. and 0. It could certainly happen. I do believe LSU will be the favorite. Probably deservedly so. I mean, the numbers they've been putting up are amazing, especially when you look at, I mean, who they're doing it against. So it's not bums they're playing. They're a five-and-a-half point favorite right now. Okay. LSU. Okay. Opened up at three. It's been bet up to five-and-a-half. Okay. Uh, but you're right, Caroline. I agree with you. Can't write Clemson off. No. Cannot write Swinney off in this at all. Oh, oh, the world, the MMA, I noticed I was doing some channel surfing the other night and came on Impact Wrestling. Ken Shamrock is back wrestling. I saw that. I, I heard an interview with him recently. Um, and, yeah, he's back into it at age 54, however old he is. So he, he took about a year off. And Ken Shamrock, who has a very interesting story, he's got a background in uh, always been an intersection for Ken Shamrock of Japanese professional wrestling. He would do some legitimate fighting, too. And then it, years ago, he would do some in, in Japan, which we don't really know. Was it fake or was it real? So the intersection of the two is always interesting. Uh, but a lot of people know Ken Shamrock because of his time in the 90s in the WWF. So uh, you're right, Carolina. He's a big star. Ken Shamrock is back into it in the world of professional wrestling. Well, I, I see him, and he doesn't look like he's in his 50s. He's in great shape. He has, he's, he's fantastic with his training, and I, I've always liked him ever since he was in the uh, WWF at that time, which is WWE now, and so it's good. Well, y'all have a good weekend. I'm going to go back and go to sleep. I had to get up to call y'all, so y'all have a good week and everything, and we'll talk next week more about the ball game. Love it, Carolina. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate you. Good stuff. He touched on a lot of stuff he wanted to. I love it. If, if In all seriousness, Carolina woke up just to call into the show. Thank you very much for the call, Carolina. And he wanted to touch on that feel-good story with the mm -hmm. Clemson guy who got the, the final interception and the connection between his father and having Lou Gehrig's disease, and Swinney being a, a teammate of his at Alabama. Yeah, we have some very loyal listeners. We the do. The ones who are loyal, you're right. Yeah. Blue, Carolina. Uh, Brian. Brian, you're right. Uh, the Truth, we haven't heard yeah. from as much lately. Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but we do hear Truth. We'll hear from Truth again. Yeah. The people that, who take breaks. We take breaks. Uh, we won't hear from Blue for a while. Yep. Well, he called in a little bit earlier when we were talking to Travis. He didn't want to be online or on air, but uh, who did he, Blue? Blue, okay. But, but he did want me to ask you guys why you picked Kentucky over Louisville to win that game. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Well, I'll go ahead and start with this one. Uh, I don't think uh, I think Louisville's got some kind of bad juju. I don't know what it is, man. But they come into these games looking defeated before the game starts. Middle sometime. block. Yeah, um, and Kentucky, when it comes down to these games, it really – you have to look at the talent. Kentucky's always had more talent than Louisville. So, um, it's – even though – well, some Louisville fans would say that Louisville has more talent on this team. Who knows? But uh, big players come out to play in big games, and 
Uh, Jordan Norris seems to uh, shrink away in big games, so I, that's one key. And I knew that I had a very good feeling that Kentucky was going to key on Jordan Norris because once you shut him down, I mean, your second guy there is not uh, anywhere close to Norris. So what do you think, Gary? I pick Kentucky because historically, since Cal's been there, it don't matter what kind of team he has. Uh, UK's worst team they've had was 2013 with Nerlens Noel, and Louisville had their championship team and beat Kentucky by three points at the Yum Center. That was very telling. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just, I just think Louisville locks up for these kind of guys, these these kind of games. You know what I'm saying? And Kentucky's coming off a two game losing streak. They're going back home. Of course, they're going to be jacked up for the game. I mean, they're not going to keep shooting this poorly. They was just due. I mean, they were 7 out of 15 from three-point range. They had every free throw, and I just felt like Kentucky had advantages against Louisville. Anybody that was guarding Tyrese Maxey yesterday, Ryan McMahon guarding him was the biggest mistake Chris Mack could have made. If we could go back and have David Johnson play every minute that Ryan McMahon played, it could have been much, much different. Who knows? Um, I, I don't think he'd have taken so many, you know, dumb shots. Right. McMahon, Hopefully not. McMahon, I mean, when, you, when you're a good shooter, that's good, but you've you got to be able to do other things. you got to come off the screens well, and you got to do a lot of different things in order for that to actually work. He's not Reggie Miller. Yeah, and is Ryan McMahon Reggie Miller? Not even close. Does he think he is? Is <laughs> that is that really the value he has? Is to be Reggie Miller two point Well, and it and appears. Thinking back to the game, Louisville does not move without the ball. They stood there. Back to Daryl Ray's point. You're right. Yeah. I mean they <laughs> they they stood there and allowed Kentucky to uh, rest on defense. Right? Uh, you can't do that. You got to make your defender. Uh, Try and wear him down. You got to weave through. You got to do all kinds of stuff. And Louisville did not bring the energy at all. I think Jordan Norris' problem is he lets his his offense dictate his defense. If he's having a bad shooting night, do other things to help your team. Rebound the ball. Guard somebody. But if if he's not offensively in tune, it affects his whole game. I believe he only had one rebound, no assists. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you've got to if you can't if your shot's not hit, uh, you got to go do something else. You got to you know help your team somehow. But very, he looked very disconnected yesterday. And, uh, and then Louisville brought out the Louisville uh, Louisville. I mean Kentucky brought out the Louisville uh, resident. Uh, oh, Derek we, Anderson to do the do the why yesterday. He kissed the floor. Oh, and then you had uh, Ashley uh, Anderson, who was the co-host here with me on the weekend sports was for a long time mm-hmm. is Derek Anderson's wife she was there with her husband of course mm-hmm. and she's a big Louisville fan so I love it that's like a they're like royalty I'm gonna have Ashley back yeah. in here soon we gotta yeah. gotta do a, a, a reunion show mm-hmm. did you guys happen to catch who was behind the Kentucky bench that's what I was yet? gonna get to there's a couple guys <laughs> like three games straight he's been back here wearing blue John Schneider of Papa formerly of Papa John's Wearing the Kentucky blue and white, uh, really getting on the nerves of a lot of Louisville fans. Uh, I don't, <laughs> you know, um, but man, that guy has been through the ringer uh, the past couple years, right? I think yeah. he's going through a divorce. Yeah, he just got finalized. Uh, of course, he's still having a good life. He's a multimillionaire, right? That's gonna, I guess. Oh yeah, 
Uh, but, uh, you know, and then who else was uh, – The heavy hitters there every game. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's a big – well, he's uh, a UK graduate, so uh, I think he gives, like, so much more, so much money to school. He sits right at the end of the bench, it's about, I think. I have waited on, in a restaurant setting, Daryl Isaacs on multiple occasions. Always a very good tipper. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. That's how it works. Terry Miners, always a real good tipper and very polite. I Man. like that guy. That's how it works, in my opinion. My interactions with him, I, I like Daryl Isaacs. Matt Jones, not a good tipper. Well, Tyler Bloyd, who called in earlier, <laughs> waited on Matt Jones. I believe it was back – if memory serves me correct, back in about 2009. And Matt Jones didn't tip him. Not a penny. We don't have to dwell on it, but not a penny. Once we can move it says forward. a lot about people. You right? know, I don't know. Maybe it was an accident, but not a penny. Do you know what I thought was funny about this game leading up to it? Is the fake narrative that they try to get Dwayne Sutton to hold a grudge against Kentucky for not recruiting him out of high school. Wow. They I, asked him, they asked him, did you – did uh, you get any text or calls from uh, Kentucky during recruiting? He said, I did not. Not one. He said it motivates him or whatever. You know, he went to school at Manual High School right across the street from L, and they never offered him either. He had to go to UNC Asheville and average 12 points a game as, as a freshman and then transfer back to Louisville. Oh, I didn't realize he was a transfer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he played for uh, Kevin Keats, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. I see. Yeah, so – the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line where we have our man Chris. Caller Chris is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Chris? Matt Jones is the worst tipper in the state. <laughs> He's the worst tipper in the state out of all residents? That's all he had to say. <laughs> Everybody in the state, I assume, is eating out before, right? Yeah. And 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 Chris called in to say, <laughs> of all the residents, I just want to clarify what he said. Of all the residents, that Matt Jones is the worst of the all the residents. I can't. Difficult for me to. But I don't know. Maybe Chris is privy to some. Uh, information that I don't know, you know, maybe there's some <laughs> reports that, that evaluate these type of things, and Matt Jones came dead last. I don't know. Maybe he's never tipped. It sounds about <laughs> right, though. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> Legally, you don't have to tip. So I know Matt Jones is an attorney. We're not, like, making any legal accusations, right? right. Legally, you're not required to tip. If he didn't want to tip, he didn't have to. That's how it works. Now, what if your service sucks? You don't need to tip. Yeah, maybe the service didn't. We'll have to, we'll have meet, to, we'll have to have to ask Tyler how, how good his service was. If we could hear from Tyler, that would be helpful. <laughs> okay, so Papa John, do we still call him that? Uh, yeah. He's always going to be known yeah. as that, I think. Papa John <clears throat> was behind the U.K. bench, right, wearing mm-hmm. blue. Yep. That got a lot of uh, headway. Yep. Bill Murray was there. Mm-hmm. So the rivalry is thriving. and doing. I know it's not a rivalry, really. Kentucky owns them. But for the sake of this show – it went into overtime. I mean, I know it's not technically a good rivalry. What's the what's the overall score, Gary? Thirty-seven and sixteen. Yeah, Kentucky, thirty-seven to sixteen. Kentucky since I've read Sorry, some stats I mean, last night. You're all right. Since nineteen eighty-three, Kentucky is sixteen and three against Louisville when both teams are in the AP top twenty-five. Okay. So I mean, they've dominated the series. Okay, so it's a, it's a one-sided rivalry yeah. if you call it that. But for the sake of it being exciting. It fits the bill. We talk about it here on the Weekend Sports Plus. We will never talk about anything else 
for the majority of the show the morning after a Louisville versus Kentucky game. I promise you that. Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. So much talk about tipping. I hate to dwell on this, but it looks like Tyler is called back in. Tyler, what do you have for us? Kelly, I've heard my name getting tossed around the line in the last eight minutes. <laughs> okay. And I just wanted to clarify uh, Chris's comment in my experiences as a waiter growing up into my 20s. I was opening a restaurant. It was a party only. It was called Stack. Okay. Long story short, I think uh, Matt Jones and a bunch of CN2 crew came in. Uh, There's about four of us on the party. Drinks were free. Food was free. Everything was fine. There was no problem. It wasn't like it was me, Matt Jones' girlfriend, serving him. It was a party. Well, long story short, we walked out with nothing in our pockets because Matt Jones and crew stiffed us. <laughs> stiffed you. That's all I got to say because I heard my name getting tossed around and I can't really hear you because I'm driving. But, yeah, I, I clarify and I take full minute. Chris is correct. <laughs> Okay, Tyler, thank you very much for clarification. Once again, there are no legal accusations here. I'm not an attorney. Especially if there was a $0 tab. You don't legally have to tip ever. But a $0 tab, they're like, no, we don't need a tip. They just bounced. What's 15% of zero? Yeah, exactly. So they walked out with nothing. Tyler, thank you very much for the clarification. I hate to dwell on stuff like this, you know? I hate it. Right, guys? Well, yeah, no, I mean, it is yeah. it is what it is. I mean, you know, uh, Matt Jones, he's back on the air now, so. Is he? Yeah, he got knocked off there for a while, There's, right? Yeah, hey, he, can, what was it called? No, it was, he was got he got knocked off his regular radio show, too. I didn't even know that. What what happened? Mitch McConnell supposedly called in and said it wasn't fair he was on the radio. Uh, because he was going to make a, a run at. Yeah, so. yeah, and, 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 you know, politics, I guess, got in the way and. But he decided, like, two days later he wasn't going to run, and then he took a month off to finish his book about Mitch McConnell. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, say what you will about Matt Jones. He's not stupid. No. He's very smart. And like I said, legally you don't have to tip. He's he's a lawyer. He knows that. <laughs> he knows that. You don't legally have to tip, so I guess he doesn't. That's yeah. okay. I mean, he was. I think he graduated number one in his law class at, at Duke. Duke Law School. Yeah, and I think so he's, 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 yeah, he's a smart guy. A very intelligent guy, yeah. and he's had a very nice run. Yeah. And he, some consider him to be the face or the voice of Louis, uh, of Kentucky athletics. Would you guys agree with that? Um, I guess, I guess, radio wise, I mean, Tom Leach is a, is a voice, but Matt Jones, yeah, he's got a such a big platform. He I does the pre so. and post game yeah. shows, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. Okay, so Chris, what do you think of that? Uh, you know, he's he's the biggest. Uh, Name in the media yeah. for uh, the local rivalry. What's the equivalent for Louisville? <clears throat> um, I guess the closest it, you'd have now would be. It used to be Howie Lindsay. Okay, but he's now, just so nice. Yeah, now I, I, I don't I don't really know. It's I probably mean, that guy that's the most arrogant guy on the uh, airway. Ramsey. Yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> that guy right there. No, we I, met I would him. say I would say it's probably Drew Diener. So okay. if I'm gonna talk about yeah. somebody, I'm gonna do it live on the air, right? I don't do it behind <laughs> your back. Okay, that's good. Uh, John Ramsey's probably the most uh, arrogant son of a that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> really? And uh, we tried to talk to him one day, and he was so important that he turned his back on us and acted like he was talking on his phone. So that dude can suck it. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're a little we're, media we're, rivalry here. Yeah, media rivalry. We're all for it. 
Okay. Um, if, transparent, you know, here on the Weekend Sports Buzz, right. if you have something to say, we say it. Live. Yeah. Live. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off. <laughs> I'd say Bob Bavano has a very successful show as yes. somewhat of a voice of the Louisville yeah. fan base, right? Absolutely. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah he was doing Mike Rutherford. Yeah. Kind of the Rutherford. Matt Jones. Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Louisville fans love Mike Rutherford. I, I can't wait to listen tomorrow to see what Lachlan and all the guys are going to say about the, you know, I want to see the spin on it. Hey, isn't Mike Rutherford's a lawyer too, isn't he? He, I think he was in law school. I don't think he's a lawyer. Okay. okay. I, I may be wrong. Okay. I don't think he was a, I don't think he's actually a lawyer. Right. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line now. We have our man Marcus is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Marcus? Well, I'm doing pretty well. Here. I just thought I'd call in and say that one of the most famous lines in all of Shakespeare is what? First, we kill all the lawyers. <laughs> I love it. Right, okay. So we're talking about these Rutherford and Jones people. They're all scum. Let's just line them up and hang them up. Oh, my the goodness. Without any lawyers. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, thoughts on the game yesterday, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you want me to talk about? I didn't watch the game yesterday. I don't care. I'm not a fan of being the team. Uh, whoever won, good for you. Whoever lost, you suck. Your season's over. Your fans can all go commit mass suicide. Oh, my God. As far as the tipping thing, let Jeez. me just tell you this. Any woman, any woman with any taste or class will tell you that one of the ways women judge men is how they tip in a restaurant. Right? So I don't know if Matt Jones has a wife that either she must be trashy or he's got her completely fooled. If you don't tip well, you have no class. If you act like a jackass in a restaurant, you're trash. Right? There ought to be a class for people to learn how to behave in public. People in the restaurant business work extremely hard for not enough money. Everybody that works in a restaurant has worked harder in a month than Matt Jones has worked in his entire life. <laughs> and that's true for anybody else who sits around on their ass and runs their mouth. Okay. Matt Jones got run off the airways for election fraud. You cannot be you cannot have free platform to run your mouth about how you're gonna be the next senator and Mitch McConnell sucks so bad if you're going to run for office. I don't care where you went to law school it would take an absolute 84 IQ moron to not know that ahead of time. <clears throat> you call him intelligent all you want to, but, you know, pretty is as pretty does. Actions speak louder than words. If you're that stupid, you have no business being in the public eye. No wonder he's not running for anything. I'm pretty sure he's now completely disqualified himself because no matter how much of a jackass and a snake in the grass, and an ass. Mitch McConnell is. He's not an idiot. You got that right. Okay. And it's a different game than Matt Jones realizes he's trying to play. It's you don't. He stepped uh, in the wrong arena. I think. To be fair, I do think Matt Jones does have a lot of support. Oh, I'm sure he could round up all his legions of uh, UK fans to at least think about voting for him. Now, when they get in the voting booth and see that D next to his name, uh, I don't see it happening. But, you know, they'd at least think about it with Matt Jones. i give you that. Okay. Marcus, anything in particular 
from the world of sports you want to chime in on this morning? Uh, did you all watch any of those playoff games last night? I caught a little bit of, uh, of both of them. I did. What are your thoughts? Is, is Burroughs the best? The did best? anybody really think that Ohio State was going to win? Mm, I don't. 16 to nothing. Did anybody really think that Ohio State was going to beat Clemson? You know, I, I, to be honest, I, I thought they had a chance, but I, I would have chose Clemson as, as the winner for that. Yeah, I mean, now I, I, we might actually get a really entertaining game, even though I know people get bored of having the same team in the championship game being a Patriots fan. That gets bored for everybody else. But I know Clemson's back in it, but to have them play – the LSU team, that, that's one of the best performances in a bowl game I've ever seen by any team, was what LSU did to Oklahoma yesterday. I mean, you know, those Oklahoma people ought to have that score tattooed on their foreheads for a year <laughs> just for public shaming, right? Yeah, it's, it was pretty bad. Just, and, and how do you give them credit for those last two touchdowns when the game was already over so that it looks a little bit better, 63-28? to 28? I mean, it was 56-14. to 14. That's over. Go home. Okay. Do the Bengals need to draft Burroughs? Well, I mean, who else are they going to take? Yeah. I feel sorry for Joe Burrow in a way if they do, because the the, the Bengals are such an NF franchise. They're like the, the whatever they call them now, the Santa Fe, Topeka, and Atchison Raiders of the East, right? No direction. Who knows what they're doing with their coach? I mean, they hired an 18-year-old to coach the team, right? Just like the Raiders hired somebody who'd been sitting on the sidelines for 30 years. I mean, I don't know what the Bengals should do. Start over. Fire everyone. Get a new owner. Then maybe you should draft Joe Burrow. But if you have any sympathy for a good player, draft some kid from Miami of Ohio and just go on about your business. Okay, as always, Marcus, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your weekend, and Happy New Year, Marcus. Uh, Happy New Year. Go Patriots. (laughs) Great stuff, as always, from Marcus. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We are going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Gary, Chris, Brandon, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. All eyes in the world of college football are now on the national championship game. I'll ask you guys, who here can do the best Ed Orgeron impersonation? (laughs) Chris, Gary? 
Brandon, I, you've oh got gosh. it, man. I know you've got this. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty uh, – I'm a big fan. <laughs> All you have to do is impersonate the guy from The Water Boy, right? Yeah. I mean, that's – Are pretty- you familiar with his voice, Brandon? Uh, I've heard it before. I'm about to pull it up now. I love Brandon being a part of this because yeah. he's, you know, he's kind of like a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So you listen to an interview with Ed Orgeron, Brandon Bishop. Tell me you don't love him. I, I can play a little on air. Can you? Let's yeah. hear a little bit. Let's see. Let's hear a little bit. I love when he stops in the middle of it and starts yelling at people. <laughs> it sounds like he was brought up on cigar smoke and like uh, some whiskey or something. Dude. I hope they win the, the damn national championship. Yep. Yeah. Because then we'll get to hear a bunch of interviews with him. Outstanding week, uh, giving us our time to prepare, giving us great facilities, great food, made us feel at home, great hospitality, but they also understood this is a playoff game, and they gave us all the time that we needed to prepare. I'd like to thank our football team for working so hard. Also, Coach Ensminger, you know, there was a tragedy that happened in Coach Ensminger's family today. So, yeah, there it is. It's awesome. <laughs> and the best is the one interview where he stopped and he just goes, Hey! I'm I'm doing an interview over here. <laughs> like in the middle of a big interview, he'll just stop and start lecturing people on stuff. He's a football coach through and through. He almost But he's got the best voice ever. Oh yeah. Who what are some other coaches that have had great voices? You can't leave Avery Johnson out of this. Right. Yeah, he's he's up there. You want to bring up something for Avery Johnson? A V E R Y Johnson J O. You know Johnson? Yeah, I don't need to spell that out, do I? I do know Johnson. You, you yeah. got that? Oh, Brandon knows Johnson. All right, I bet he. I bet he does. All right. Um, so Avery Johnson has a good one. Any other nominees, guys? Coaches with great voices. I don't know if I would call it great, but I sound. It sounds manufactured, and it's uh, Mick Cronin. Okay, yeah. It's very, like, I need to make it as gruff as possible because, I don't know, There's it seems fake to me, but he's got a very gruff. Uh, if you type in something like Avery Johnson funny interview, that would probably give us the best one because some of them are like. Um, you, you it, it says, uh, <laughs> here we go. Avery Johnson gets pissed. Yeah, 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 good. No, but you, you tell everybody here. You, uh, you, you, you know, you tell us. What was your impression? My impression was he got two free throws out of it. No, that's the, all right. That's a political answer. <laughs> so let me ask you the question again. What was your impression <laughs> on that play? He's very well spoken. I, I love Avery Johnson. It's southern but accurate. And it's kind of high pitched. You know, the Mike Tyson interviews are always funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's uh, almost a lisp type thing, almost high pitched type voice. But Avery Johnson, I think, is one of those guys. Joe B. Hall has a memorable voice. Yeah. yeah. Always Joe had. Can anyone do a good Joe B. Hall impersonation? Mm, I'm not good at impersonation. No, Nobody's either. willing to go out on a limb for Joe B. Hall impersonation. <laughs> Joe B. Hall. Just you have a hearing ear, problem. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have it. I love when you – you know, one of my favorite uh, memories of local sports radio is the era, I don't know, 2006 through 2000 – I don't know when Joe B. and Danny was on the air. But that was a good show, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of Danny, fish talking. Danny, well, I think I'll be going fishing. <laughs> I don't know. I, they both love talking about fishing. Yeah. But but they were sitting together at the show ye- at the game yesterday, which is awesome. It's good to see I, them together. I seen an iconic picture yesterday. You can tell both guys are getting up in age. Uh, I think Joby Hall just hit ninety or ninety one. Did he? Wow. Um, they were standing up during something, maybe the wire or something like that, and a lady had a hold of Joby Hall 
and Denny Crum had a hold of Joby Hall. So they, <laughs> they needed three people to help him stand up. And it's, it's you know, great. Can you see them being – can you see Rick Pitino and John Calipari being friends like them later in life? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so either. But you never know. I mean, at the end of the day, Cal and Rick, neither of them are bad guys, in my opinion. Right. I don't think so. Some people probably think Rick really is. That's okay. I don't think either they're good at their job. Are they necessarily always the clean run a clean program or anything like that? Probably not. Was Rick the best husband always? No. Uh, but I, I do. I believe they're both good guys. They're so, just competitive. Always very competitive. competitive. Yeah. And great coaches. Yeah. That's yeah. why they're there. Yeah. What, what, what does yesterday's game do to this rivalry? Is the rivalry at its best when the two fan bases really hate each other? I think so. Yes. But, you know, I'm going to be honest now. Um, I don't get as much excitement as uh, as I used to when we beat Louisville. Well, I say we. I'm a Kentucky fan, right? Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> it's here's the thing. I want to see Louisville get better play. I, it needs to be more competitive. And uh, after this game, I don't see how there's any way Louisville has a chance next year. They're losing basically – Four or five of their best guys. But and they got the Super Six to be ready to play next uh, year. Is that? Are you being facetious there, Gary? <laughs> I'm just going on U of L talk. That's what they base base everything on. The Super well, Six. and Kentucky fans don't hype up recruiting Absolutely classes. Absolutely, we do. Okay, yeah. If, if, I didn't say it was negative. I just yeah. If you're right and predicting that Louisville loses a couple of these guys to transfer, uh, they're in. Or really I think Brian predicted that. I don't. Oh, okay, I think Brian. Brian. I believe Brian predicted that. I seen a tweet yesterday, so I thought I'd write it down after the game. You know, Chris Mack is slowly. I think he's a really good coach. I mean, you don't get where you are by being mediocre, average, or whatever. Um, he's zero two against Cal. He's yesterday. You could tell after the game, he's starting to feel a little bit of pressure. And it, it said a tweet says Chris Mack is starting to learn that John Calipari isn't Mick Cronin. Yeah, I mean, he. But the thing is, if Calipari, I'm sorry, if Rick Pitino couldn't do better than a, what was it? I don't know, nine and two record against Cal. Is that what he did? What are we expecting from Chris Mack? Are you saying that Rick Pitino is a better coach than Chris Mack? Oh, it's no question. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, certainly the, historically, but how old's Chris Mack? Forty something. Forty six. Okay. Yeah, he's not very old. Yeah, uh, so he could still make a run at it. Oh, absolutely. But he doesn't have a history of recruiting to the high level that Louisville needs either. That's a that's one red flag. Forget Who's this. a better recruiter, Chris Mack or Rick Pitino? Rick Pitino. I would say I would say Rick, but he is a uh, Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino developed a lot of talent too, though at Louisville. Mm-hmm. He, got, he got the, the three and four star guys and coached them up. Uh, he didn't get too many top recruits. I mean, he got Samuel uh, uh, William or Samuel. Uh, who? What is his name? I can't remember his name, but <laughs> he got him, and he got uh, Terrence Jennings. I mean, he got some big time recruits. Smarto Samuels. Smarto Samuels. There you go. That was a big one. Yeah, but as far as Derek like, character was a big the one. Top at... guys. Yeah. Patino really didn't get a whole lot of top guys at Louisville. I don't know. He had That's a what great. I mean, so I don't know how big of a chasm it is. Yeah. Yeah, but he had some really good teams. Shane Behan, you know, that yeah. one stretch. Oh, yeah. Um, but Louisville, I've never understood it. I don't I, – is it the sanctions that are hurting Louisville in recruiting? Is it – I don't understand why they can't seem to go a little bit above what they've been doing in recruiting. 
uh, don't make sense to me. Now, I understood, I understood under Rick, uh, he, he didn't play a lot of freshmen. That was a big knock on him. Well, that appears to be a similar thing as with – yeah, honestly, I thought about this during the game is this isn't that different than a Rick team. Yeah. It's not. He, I mean, look – Real good defense, yep. not the best shooting. Yep. I mean, just, just like Louisville, I mean, there are guys that come in as far as like freshmen and stuff like that. A. Nigihan, the Irish hook or whatever that yep. they call him, is getting five minutes a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a top 20 recruit, I guess. And you got uh, Josh Nickelberry, five minutes a game. I've never seen him. David Johnson, six minutes a game. I mean, guys don't want to go to school if they're not going to play. Why is David Johnson not playing more than Ryan McMahon? I mean, I understand he was hurt the first eight games or whatever. And you got to work your way back in. He's behind in practice, possibly. I don't know. But I just think, I mean. He's got to be able to win over a spot. Over Mac, Mac, McMahon, uh, Mac, McMahon or whatever. I guess he's shooting-wise maybe is the only reason because I think Ryan McMahon shooting 45% from threes. Okay. I think – But who's that against? Yeah, nobody's. He, he did nothing against Kentucky. Or Texas Tech or Michigan. Yeah. I think this is Louisville's worst group of guards that they've had possibly in the last 15 years, really. If you think the whole – what am I saying? The whole uh, – Time Cal or uh, Rick Patino was there, right? And these two years of Mike, I don't think this is uh, a strong guard-oriented Louisville team at all. And uh, maybe they're better than what they've shown because they just haven't played these guys, uh, a couple of these guys at the end of the bench. And and look, Fresh Kimball comes in and uh, and looks very good. Probably the best game he's had all year. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll uh, take a step up from here. But they I- they should have had. More guys prepared to play in this game than they did. I think Kentucky took the approach as we're not going to let Jordan Nora beat us. Let everybody else have their shots. That's the easiest game plan against Louisville, right? I mean, you. Now I'm not saying it's easy to shut him down. What I'm saying is that it appears it's not that hard. I I don't think War is going to be much of a pro. I don't either. I'm not big on War right. this morning. I know that's in vogue to say for a Louisville guy right now, but. They clearly played better with him on the bench. Wara is not as good as we thought. And if he is a preseason first-team All-American, that should tell you that the overall college basketball year is down in talent, um, which we know that. And you, you throw in the fact that they've moved the three-point line back. Mm-hmm. That's affected a lot It's a, a different of game. When is the, the new rules coming up? When is that going to happen? Uh, 2022. Hey, not to change the subject, you know, talking about Jordan Nord not being a good pro or whatever, you know who I thought would never be a pro and was playing pretty good? Damian Lee. Oh, yeah. Man, he had a big game the other day for the Warriors. He's, yeah, he's averaging uh, 12 points a game. You never really know, know who will be a big pro. If you follow yeah. me on Instagram, Kelly Patrick 502 I put on my story some highlights. Whenever I see someone connected to the local – whether it be, be Kentucky or Louisville or uh, Morant, Morant the rookie, you know, something for him, or yeah. even in this case, um, D'Angelo Russell, someone with a connection to the state. I try to put it on my story, but big games from yesterday. We had Bam Adebayo had 18 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. And D'Angelo Russell had 31 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. You know who else has played pretty well lately is Tyler Hero. Yeah. 
He hit a last-second shot yes, last night, right? Yeah. He did. Beat uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be good. I mean, he's only 19 years old. I think he's already pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's um, – you know, <laughs> he possibly would have done this if he would have went to Wisconsin. But I, I really think uh, getting exposure got him drafted that high. Uh, which allowed him to do what he's doing right now. And um, he's definitely one of the best shooters in the NBA. Um, and, you know, I love seeing uh, a local connection guy do that. And, uh, you know, he's got fans asking for his jersey. I don't know if you've uh, seen that. Yep. Kentucky fan crying after uh, – that's a little out there. And, but. and Shea, Shea Alexander's playing great. He is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And they're winning. Who would expect Oklahoma City to win? I mean, they they dropped. They got rid of all their talent. I can just close my eyes and pick an NBA box score. All right, I just chose one. I'm going to take a look at it. You guys uh, continue here, but I'm looking at the Raptors and Celtics. Who do you think, with a local connection, would we tie to that game? Man, I don't know if there is one in that one. No, there was there a few years ago, James Young, James Young. But uh, yeah, I don't see one there. There's not because Raptors uh, was Patrick Patterson. Now Enos Cancer. Oh, there Boston, we go. Boston, yeah. Yep. He he played 17 minutes at 11.6 rebounds. And he finally got to leave the country. Romeo oh, Lankford played four minutes. Romeo Lankford. Do played. we remember him? Yeah. Man. Played four minutes, no points, but he did play. Yeah. So, I mean, every game out there, you can make connections to the local basketball scene. I think that is reflective of something. Yeah. People care. I, I've always loved the NBA. Yep. I've been a big NBA fan for way before Cal was making it so every single roster had a Kentucky player. Did you see what Donovan Mitchell said about the other day about after playing against Tyler Hero? What did he say? He said he kicked my ass. He yeah. said he kicked my ass the whole game. He said that's all right. We I have did to play. see that. He said that's all right. We have to play. You know, we have to play again. He said, man, he he got me tonight. I love Donovan Mitchell. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So athletic. Julius Randle for the Knicks. I just clicked on another one. Julius Randle had thirty points, sixteen rebounds. I mean, it just goes on and on. Kevin Knox is on that team as yeah. well. Yep. Knox played 19 points at six, 19 minutes, six points, four rebounds. I mean, every single team, every single team has has some connection. So what do you think about the, the Dallas player, Luka Doncic? Uh-huh. Do-, do you see him get into he it a little bit? He had like 15 assists last. Man, he is good. He's amazing. He's like Larry Bird 2.0. Or I, I, it may be a little different, but he's a historically great player. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, but I still see the Lakers winning the championship like I predicted. I mean, that, it's just too dominant. I don't know what the standings are, but I know they got like five. I think they need. I watched them play the other night against the Clippers. They need a third guy because LeBron and AD had good games, but they let that uh, guy from uh, the Clippers get in their head so bad. The guy played at Arkansas. I can't Patrick remember. Beverly? Yeah. Yeah, he he's was, a defensive oh master, my goodness. though. He's and like the modern Bruce Bowen or, yeah. or, or Ron Artest. That guy is a lockdown defender. Speaking of the Mavericks and the Lakers, 9.30 p.m. tonight on ESPN, Mavericks and the Lakers play each other. Lakers are favored by three and a half. That's going to be a good one. I, I, it's nostalgia. I know it is, but I love this Lakers team. I do, too. I just do. Anthony Davis is great. I love that. Rondo's on the team. I love seeing Dwight Howard for some reason out there doing it. I love the competitiveness of Rondo. I just do. Yeah. Is he is he a cuddly guy, someone that you'd want to, like, 
go do something silly with? No. Rondo is super ultra competitive. And he has been ever since we've known about him. Remember his first year in Boston? We were like, man, we didn't know he was going to be this good in the NBA. He was getting triple doubles. Yeah. We were like the big oh, three. The big three. What? Where's Where's Rondo fit into that? He was like the best player a lot you, of times. You think he's a Hall of Famer? Wow. I mean, I think he's top fifteen. All Basketball time Hall of Fame is so garbage. Yeah, it is. There's yeah. way too yeah. many people. Yeah, in it. yeah. yeah it's a different he animal. And he gives back to his community. I mean, just imagine how many free camps he gives here in Louisville during off season. He did. He he does. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. See if somebody can pull his stats up and see what his career stats are. I mean, he, he his assists are crazy. Yeah, you know who's playing real well for Dallas too is Seth Curry. Yes, he's leading the. Uh, is he not leading the NBA in three point percentage? Percentage. I love all the family stuff. Tim Hardaway Jr. is doing well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's connections with family stuff all over the place. Glenn, I love the NBA. Is Glenn Robinson's son still in the NBA? Probably. Big dog. Yep. Yeah, he was a good player, wasn't he? How about that ball? Was he the number one overall player taken? In uh, 89, I think. Uh, I thought it was a little later than that. Let's see. I'll bring it up. What was it, 99? Number one overall pick in 94. 94. Yeah, so right in between. You're right there. From Gary, Indiana. He was big dog. He was good. I wouldn't say a huge disappointment. Mm -mm. You know. But, you know. He played well. You know what's funny is to go back and look at some of those guys who we we value and we kind of say are disappointments. There's one guy in particular I'm thinking of out of Maryland. Damn, darn it. Um, I'll bring it up here. Um, But you look back and you're like, well, he did play for 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'll bring it up here. But, But a lot of them are busts, obviously, locally. Yeah. Louisville guy, Purvis. Yeah. So well, um, the thing is, people call these guys busts, like Purvis Ellis and Sam Bowie. They weren't. They were just injured all the time. Uh huh. You know, it's it. You can't help that. Joe Smith is who I was thinking. Joe of. Smith. All right. Yeah. Joe Smith was a bust. He was drafted number one overall in what year? Ninety five. He was good. He was a bust. A okay. Let's see. He played sixteen years in the NBA. Now, was he a, a, a transcendent player? Was he LeBron James or Michael Jordan? No. But he played 16 years in the NBA. Yep. 16. <clears throat> I want your opinion on this. Uh, did you see the story where uh, Zion Williamson is being taught how to walk different? Huh. Did you see that they said his his gait uh, is going to – something about it, it leads to more injuries that they're trying to get him to – if you look at some video, I was like, hold on, that's weird. So I, I pulled up some video of him at Duke. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's been in a car wreck the way he walks. He yeah. does. I can see something to that. The way yeah. you walk, it's funny with your posture and yeah. uh, your spine's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, Will he ever stay healthy enough to be the the transcendent player that was predicted? That's the thing. He hasn't played a game yet. I think he's more sensational than actually substantive when it comes to transcendent type player. Type stuff, you know what I mean? What do you think, Gary? You think he's going to be an MV- NBA MVP one day? I think he's a beast. Uh, you know, injuries always dictate how your career is going to go, but I think he had the chance to be really good. I do too. Um, but you know, he's so big and so fast; it's freakish. Yeah. When you, when you hold a guy out that talented uh, for 
medical reasons uh, that early. I mean, it makes me think of Odin. Okay, Odin. Some of those big guys. Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man Tim is on the line with us. Is this Tim Gar? Tim Gar. Tim, what do you have for us this morning? Great. Got any more predictions? I predicted I predicted Louisville would win by 12 last week. I'm not <laughs> hiding from it. I'm on the air this morning, Tim. Uh, I also predicted Rampage Jackson would win last night over Fedor. He got knocked out. Anything else you want to – I mean, anything else we need to get to, Tim? I can't hear what you're saying, but uh... – can you, get, can you give me some lottery numbers or something since you were so on point with that Louisville prediction yesterday? <laughs> Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you. I, th- I think Tim just called in to take shots at you. <laughs> it appears to be the case. You still there, Tim? Yeah, it sounds like you're talking into a can. I can't understand a word you're saying. Okay, well. I don't know about your connection. We appreciate your call. Anything else you want to chime in on this morning, Tim? Uh, no, just uh, pretty much uh, your prediction sucks, man. It was a really good time yesterday, didn't it? <laughs> they went into overtime, so it was an exciting game. First time a Louisville-Kentucky game has went into overtime since the Dream game in 83. So they didn't do the worst job ever. They lost. I can't understand you still, but they've had one game, one win over Calipari since he's been there. I think two. Don't try to count two down. Is it one? That, that win didn't count. Okay. Tim, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate you. We got one minute left in the show. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Shout out to Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Be sure to go to Hard Rock MMA. Saturday, February 1st, 2020, in Shepherdsville, Louisville Combat Academy will have three guys fighting. Josh Ferguson, Jacob Pierce, and Lingo. Chris Embry, Gary Love, Brandon Bishop. Guys, thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back next Sunday with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.